my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I'm coming to you on cloud nine. I have had the most wonderful weekend. I have spent it in Atlanta with the wonderful Maya Elias at her impact weekend. And I am feeling just so blessed and rejuvenated. And I'm actually recording this the morning of our last day. So I have a whole more full day of connecting with amazing women who love God, love helping people, are loving themselves. And I'm just feeling so blessed that I get to come back, give you some of that good energy, especially in time for Valentine's Day, um, which, you know, I've been hyped about. Um, and I know that's not the case for a lot of people. And so I'm so excited to give that back to you. And then also for that to pour into all the other things that I have for you coming out soon. Now, I have a special announcement though, before I get into this podcast episode, which is the label does matter. So I'm about to mess up somebody's Valentine's day. Um, but that's okay because I'm doing it out of love. Um, but let, let me, let me, let me back up. So my announcement. So if you've been following my platform for a while, you know that by trade, I'm a therapist. Um, that's probably why a lot of you follow me. Um, that's probably why a lot of you really believe what I have to say, because <laughs> you know, I'm a licensed mental health professional, um, that can back up what I'm talking about by professional experience, by my personal experience, by studies, research, um, by that degree I got on my wall, by the trainings I still invest in with other people who are very much in this work. So like I, I got some credibility behind me, right? However, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I talk often about how I created this platform because when it comes to healing things like love addiction and love avoidance, 45 minutes worth of therapy is not enough. And this isn't about a program. So just don't fast forward this because it's important for you to hear this. 45 minutes a week is not enough. Um, I've talked about how when I was going through my own healing journey with this, um, I invested in some really amazing therapists that helped me the best that they could. And I was still struggling and walling out in between. And um, the 12 step program that I was in around this was helpful, but I was still doing what I do um, or doing what I did, which for me meant self-medicating my trauma through unhealthy relationships with people. Um, now I was aware, now my eyes were open. I knew what I was doing, but I was still struggling a lot longer than I needed to. And there weren't enough resources out there, um, really, except for a couple of books um, that would that spoke to this. And so I had to create my own system. 
And, um, and part of that system knew that um, women needed knowledge, education, community, accountability, support, tools. Like, we are smart ladies. Like, um, many of us, if you tell me what to do, I'll do it. Like, I'm tired of suffering. I'm tired of feeling low. I'm tired of going through this circle, right? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coast of Maine products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes in your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coast of Maine continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. And I've been saying that and saying that and saying that. And I decided that I am going to put my money where my mouth is. And so I have now closed my therapy practice. So if any of you are my clients in Houston, don't worry. You have not gotten an email from me because we're, we're still cool. Like you, we're good. But I'm no longer accepting anybody new into my practice because I believe that the best way to beat love addiction is exactly what I've been telling you on this podcast, is what I've been telling you in masterclasses, is the tools that I've created, that if you want to not struggle as long, like you'll get there. I got there, right? So this isn't me saying that anyone who goes to therapy is never going to um, rebuild their self-love or have a healthy relationship or um, recover. Anyone who's in a 12 step program is never going to get there. Like that'd be foolish. Cause I, this, that'll be very foolish. Cause that's why I'm talking to you right now. Cause I did all those things. What I'm telling you is that doing those things makes the struggle longer. And by effect, it makes it more expensive. It makes it more expensive money wise. Um, as far as the money you're investing in professionals to help you, um, the amount of time that it takes to get the true impact of what you're asking for, your time, your suffering, wondering if you text your therapist in between sessions, if she's really going to answer your question or if she's going to give you a wraparound and say the runaround and say, hey, let's follow up, follow up about this next session when you're like, but dude, like, please <laughs> just just answer my question. Not really being able to find the right community, just having like a quick 
just needing that quick structure and plan. Like I've, again, ad nauseum, I've been there. So I'm, I have said, I'm no longer taking women into my therapy practice because even though I think women who have been here in Houston have been so excited to be able to meet me face to face and, um, come with me, I'm still like, we only got 45 minutes, sis, you know, and especially if you're someone who's coming twice a week and I can't go through all the materials that I give people immediately when they work with me online via my coaching and my programs that helps them accelerate their time. Like we, we have confines in our relationship. So I'm, I'm done with that. Now that ready access for every woman who needs it is now going to be a full part of our programming. So if you're in Houston, you're like, oh, I'm in Houston too. Let me Google her. You can Google me, but I'm going to tell you, I'm not accepting more clients. And to go to the website, (laughs) go to blackgirlsheal.org and click on work with me. And that's how we're going to get started. And so the ways that you can work with me is our recovery school. Our recovery school is, it is literally y'all, even though I just said I'm retiring my therapy practice, um, it is literally built to be like an online treatment center program for women who are recovering from unresolved childhood trauma, who are unlearning their habits of love addiction, who are in a coupleship, a healthy coupleship, and they are trying to learn how to connect to inner child work. Um, it is a whole community y'all like, I can't, I, I'm not going to take the next 10 minutes talking about how amazing the recovery school is going to be because I absolutely could, but in short, we are going to help every woman recover with every one of her pain points, every one of her goals. Every woman gets her own special onboarding session for us to talk through while you're in the program one-on-one, not in a group, not in like a lot of groups where it's like, hey, come and join and have this group orientation. No, this is a one-on-one thing just for you where we talk about what it is that you want to work on. Then every month, every woman's going to get a one-on-one momentum call where you get to talk with a coach, um, myself or another coach that we have in the program um, to help you get unstuck to help you um, have direct questions or a direct um, reply to the questions that you may have. In addition to the weekly group calls that we already have that a lot of women have told me that they love because they hear what other women are going through and they learn and they apply it to themselves. Um, Healing community is like vital. I don't think I've said this in the podcast recently, so let me say it now. If you are here because you want to learn how to heal from love addiction and love avoidance, you are not going to get it by just listening to my podcast episode and doing it on your own. The reason why you're struggling with those things is because that is an intimacy disorder. There is difficulty with for you and opening up and sharing your full self. And it goes on two different extremes. Either you share too much with people or you don't share enough or you share just the right amount, but you do with people who are unhealthy Whatever it is, there are some blocks around it. And part of you getting healthy is building healthy community filled with vulnerability, filled with honesty, filled with the right feedback that you need. And it's just part of it. Like I I can't, I, I can't give you a formula that's going to help you learn how to solo dolo this because it just doesn't exist because that's not the core root of your problem. 
And then in addition to all that, my proven tested curriculum of women who, uh, of programs to help women through all the issues that come with unresolved childhood trauma, love addiction, love avoidance, and love anorexia, which I will be doing. I've been telling you I'm going to do a podcast episode on love anorexia. Um, it is in the works. I just want to make sure that it is the right episode or I do it justice. So it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, but I haven't forgotten. But these are the things that have helped me graduate some of my ladies. One of my, I told y'all last week, did I tell you last week? Or was that in a Facebook live? I'm getting my, my days confused, but just at risk of repeating myself, I recently graduated some of my women from my programs who, um, have been in it to win it with me. And they, um, are now dating healthy men. Um, and the other one, so one is, um, dating a healthy man after having all of her avoidance issues. Um, and in case you're just now joining me, this podcast called black girls heal is not for people to get a man or get a woman. That is a byproduct of all the things that we work on ahead of time. Women might come into my program saying, you know what, I'm tired of playing games. I'm tired of doing all this. But what they end up doing is they end up finding themselves and they end up finding their voice. And this particular um, student of mine um, was very strong, um, very already had her voice, was very, uh, what she felt sure in herself, but underneath that, that there was a, there is a truth if that's who she was. There was also a lot of self-doubt. Um, and a lot of fear and a lot of abandonment from her past that had been just um, backed up by all this resilience. And so by finding words for that and putting um, putting those her needs out there and leading with that and learning how to be with herself in a different way, because like a lot of women that I work with, y'all been single, y'all have done the detoxes, you've done the time by yourself, uh, but doing it in a way that I told her to and leading her through that process um, she not only found herself, but then also ended up attracting a healthy mate. And so I'm very excited for her. Then I had another client that I've graduated recently who is in a healthy relationship with a partner already. Um, but it was all of her self doubt and, um, feeling, feeling secure in herself. Um, it was boundaries with her mother that was coming into play. It was boundaries with other people and being in fear about that, about showing up as her full self and saying what needs that she had, even though she was with a healthy partner is kind of like her love addiction that she used to have before her partner kind of radiated sideways and other places. And so she was here to work on that. Um, and she, has also done so much better, communicated to her husband, um, had such a more, a more improved relationship with this man that she was already very much in love with. And I'm just, I'm just happy. So even though I said I was not going to go on about the program, it looks like I've, I broke my promise, my bad. So let me just turn this ship around and say that, um, you too can work with me very easily, have that one-on-one support that is now built into our program. Um, me or another coach, whoever you are assigned. And even if I'm not your direct momentum call coach, I am still very much involved in giving all of my ladies feedback. So that's it. I promise I'm done. If you want to learn more about that, um, this opportunity, I want you to go to blackgirlsheal.org slash school and 
follow the links to learn more. Or of course, you can go to our main website, blackgirlsheal.org and click on work with me and follow the links from there. Every other offer that I've ever had before um, is all going to be pointing to the recovery school. So if you wanted to do the Healed and Loved Woman, that's going to be there. If you wanted to do Learn to Thrive, that's going to be there. If you've wanted to learn about trauma and inner healing work, that's going to be there. Couples and sex, just got through talking about sex, that's going to be in the recovery school. So join. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so I am so excited to work with my new ladies who join so I am, can give you the full support that you need to change the trajectory of your life. Yes. Now let's get into this podcast episode topic. So the label matters. So in honor of me ending my therapy practice to help women fully around the world via Black Girls Heal and the recovery school, let me tell you a secret. I'm going to tell you one of the ways that I know off the bat, as soon as a woman starts talking to me, that we have an issue. It is when I am asking her about what brought her into our session And usually relationships are part of it, or even if relationships are not a part of it, I'm still going to ask what's going on with your romantic relationships. And she will say that she has a friend or she has someone that she's talking to, um, or she might even say that they're together. And then when I ask more questions about it, if there is an actual label, She'll tell me that, no, that they're still just figuring it out. Um, Sometimes they'll use the word situationship, but for the most part, um, they don't say that. And then their next words to me are to convince me that it is okay, that they are okay with this setup that is mutually beneficial and um, that they appreciate the fact that um, they're quote unquote, taking it slow. And ladies... It could just be the women who come into my office, but nine and a half times out of 10, I, I want to say 10 out of 10, but I'm, I'm just going to give myself room for error. Um, nine and a half times out of 10, they are not okay with it, which is why they're in my office talking to me. They are not at a place where they feel comfortable to admit it. They have um, trained themselves to believe that they are okay not having a label. They watch um, they watch shows on TV and they listen to other um, people who talk about relationships that say you should be okay with taking it slow and figuring things out and um, letting it be what it be and evolving. I'm, I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that because... Those of us who struggle with intimacy disorders, we attract unavailable people. And the main, the best thing you can give someone who is unavailable is the space to play around in your playground without having to follow the rules. The best thing that you can give someone to run over you is the keys to the car (laughs) and just throw out the driver's manual. Like someone who is unavailable struggles with commitment and has fear of intimacy and connection because of his or her own trauma. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you right now. And the problem with that though, is usually, usually 
women who are with people who are unavailable in your first conversations, or maybe you've known them for a while, or maybe you just pick it up in, intuitively because you're empathetic or whatever, you know already that he or she has their own trauma. And so that's why you're willing to give them grace and space to figure it out. You understand empathetically that the reason why it's hard for them to claim you as girlfriend, partner, whatever, is because they have had their own pain, because they're still learning how to figure this out, because they've had some trust issues before. And so you believe that if I push them, then that is going to scare them away. And also, again, you have the supplemental info that you just need to be chill um, and just focus on you and work on you. And by working on you, that means that you lose boundaries and expectations for the people that you're dating. And I'm telling you right now that that's the worst mistake that you can make. And it's the worst mistake that you can make is because like I was saying before, the women who come into my office, the words that they are using are the words that they are trying to convince me and also themselves that it's okay. And this is where we start our re-traumatization of where we deny what we want because we're trying to respect and esteem and give more credence to the desires and wants of other people. Just like before, where we've always put our needs and our wants on the back end because it wasn't comfortable for somebody else or needing someone else's permission to claim what we want, we're doing it right here before he or she ever even claims us, right? And if we do that enough times, we become numb to that. That's where the self-doubt of maybe I'm asking too much or is it me or am I just being jealous or um, I just need to focus on me. And that's, and, and a real talk, that's why so many of us, you know, I talk about how my desperation pre-healing was escalating. It, it feeds that, that desperation monster because you're gaslighting yourself. You're gaslighting yourself because you're saying, because you know what you want and you're trying to tell yourself that you want something different or that you don't want what you want. And so that anxiety, that fear, that need is still inside of your body. And so it comes out, it comes out more as like, okay, I got to make this relationship work. Or maybe there's something wrong with me. The, the, the effect of that turns inward to like, maybe there's something with the. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. 
Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Worry that you're seeing the world, but sis, there's there's never been anything wrong with the way that you're seeing the world. The, what's wrong is you're not claiming what you want. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. So with that said, I don't have necessarily three steps or three bullet points because I give you all the steps in the recovery school for you to get out of it. But I have three points about that that I want to make to you for you to be clear. And then if you are ready to change this pattern, you join me in the recovery school. First point I want you to know about the label does matter as if you are unsettled at all, then that is your sign. That is your cue. Okay. You, we have to learn how to pay attention to that intuitive voice that we have silenced our whole life. If you know that for you to feel emotionally safe, you need to be in a committed, clear relationship that's not different behind closed doors, that you get to meet his friends and family, that he takes you there and he claims you as his girl, as his wife, as more than just his friend, then that is okay. That is what you need to feel emotionally self. He might not need that. Okay. But that's, that's him or that's her. Right. I don't think that, um, no, I was about to take that back. Um, I was, I was about to say just so I'm clear. So you don't think so you're um, not wondering what I was about to say. I was about to say, I don't think that happens in my problems with, in my, um, in relationships with my lesbian clients, um, because there is so much of the culture of like when two women meet each other, they, for the most part, tend to move faster, um, than maybe in, um, in other relationships, but no, that's not the case. I have several clients who are, um, 
very avoidant <laughs> and they will date women as long as they need to without ever claiming them, never saying that they're actually dating, right? They're just hanging out and having and being friends, but they're sleeping together, going out, she's paying like, but, but y'all are just friends. I, I don't, and I'll tell her girl, you're not just friends. She's catching feelings. She's going to catch feelings. She's like, well, I told her what I, I told her what I can give. And I told her that I'm not ready for a relationship. And I'm like, but yeah, let me go back to my neutral language. They might not need that label and title and commitment and that need to be chosen, but you do. You have needs needed to be seen, validated, affirmed, and chosen since you came out of your mother's womb. Okay. It's just a basic human need. And it's okay that you still need that as a 25, 35, 55 year old woman. That doesn't make you any weaker. That does not make you have, mean that you have lower self-esteem. It is just part of your emotional safety package, right? And, um, of course I'm speaking to women who are, um, wanting to be in monogamous relationships. Um, if you are polyamorous, um, I, this does not necessarily apply to you, but I will say that I have had several women that I've worked with before kind of have wonderings around this fact that like, maybe they are broken because they are not polyamorous, but the person that they are with is. And I'm like, no, no, it's just that y'all want to do relationships differently. And you do not have to make it work. Like this might be a wonderful person, but there is another wonderful person out there that wants a monogamous relationship. And it's that fear and lack mentality that's getting in the way. That fear of there never being enough or things don't work out for you or you're wounding. Like there's a, there's a million different combinations that I'm not going to get into again for the sake of this podcast episode. Um, but that's what's feeding it. So the first thing, just as a recap that I want to say is if you feel a little bit of like, nah, bro, like I need to know if we're, what we're doing and I don't want to keep waiting however long we need to wait. Right. And this isn't necessary for a ring, but, um, for some people it might be a ring for some people or like, I have no, I don't want to get married. I don't like the, what marriage represents, but I for sure want to know that you and me are in this together and there's nobody else around. Like if that's you, that's fine. But I'm just saying for you to, to be clear about what you want, which leads into the next thing that I've already kind of touched on is that it's not your responsibility to wait on someone else to do the work. If I meet someone and I think they're wonderful and I think they're great and they have um, a history of trauma and they just got out of a relationship where they were burned before or they, um, their mama and daddy didn't work out or their their mama left them when they were little or they just had some death in the family and so they're not ready to commit or they just um, broke up out of a, a long-term marriage or whatever it might be, whatever they're telling you and that's the reason why they cannot commit right now. That is not your responsibility to wait for them to decide to go and do their work, okay? They are a grown person in charge of their own emotional healing. You do not need to be there to be like the magic prize that if they actually do the work that you're here just waiting for them. I see so many women who try to kind of use themselves as the incentive and try to love someone through their avoidance issues. And, and that's not, 
what you're doing, you're enabling their avoidance issues. They get to stay exactly where they are, telling you the exact excuses that they've already told you, and you're still going to give them everything that they need and they want and nurture them until they start to resent the fact that you're trying to be so close to them because they have avoidance issues, right? So here's what you can do. This is not me saying for you to not date anyone who has issues uh, because none of us, none of us would be together. I got issues. My husband got issues. Um, my friends who are in the healthiest relationships ever, they all have issues. That that's not, that's not the extreme that I want you to jump to. What I want you to have as a standard is that you can have your own problems and issues, but you got to be working on it. And for you to be in relationship with me and have access to all of this, emotional nurturing, physical nurturing, sexual nurturing, mental nurturing, spiritual nurturing as your woman or as a woman who does woman stuff, girlfriend stuff, partner stuff, you have to be able to be committed to me and meet me in these places. These are the prerequisites to to loving me. Maya Elias, um, the, the woman who's over the conference I'm at right now, um, gave the most amazing quote at the beginning of our weekend that is perfect for this. It says, or she said, boundaries aren't about saying no, it's about having conditions to your yes. So this isn't about you going through saying no, no, no to everybody. It's saying, I want to say yes to you before me to say yes to you. This is what I need from you first. Right? And when you try to um, nickel and dime and cheat yourself, you make the other person the thief. That's something else that she said that's kind of remixed a little bit. When you undervalue yourself, you make that person a thief. But you're the one who undervalued who you are first. And they just took advantage of it. Right? So, bruh, I understand you're going through some stuff, but this is what you need. Case in fact, one of my students who's still working with me now, who's also had this really great transformation um, and dating a really great guy, she started dating him and he had one of um, the the many excuses that people have that say, I kind of want to take things slow. This thing just happened. Um, this is hard. And she was like, Sheena, I think he's great. What is What should I do? And I was like, you've, you've waited on men your whole dating career. You've worked so hard to finally claim what you want and you've to be very clear on what you want. And so this is where the rubber meets the road. And I was like, use these tools, use what we've talked about and go back and tell them, tell him exactly what your standards are. And she did. And guess what he did? Because he was actually a healthy and right man for her, at least right now, you know, they're just starting dating. But he rose to the occasion. He didn't say, oh man, like, or like give her the runaround. He is like, okay, this, you are who I want. And it put him, his own self in gear to kind of look at himself. They took a little break or she broke. It wasn't like, it wasn't like she was like, let's just take a break and let's see where it goes. It was like a clear, if you want to be in my space, if you want to be in my energy, this is what it is. And if not, I've already got enough friends. I don't need any more, right? And she actually detached and disappeared and wasn't playing the little middle ground thing. And then he came back and said, this is what I, you are who I want to get to know and get to know better. 
I apologize for me trying to put my baggage in the way. I'm going to own it and work on it myself. Can you give me another chance? Praise God. Do you know <laughs> her, like so many of us have tried to be rehab for these men and women in our lives. And all we did was rehab them for the next person, right? We got to break the pattern. And she was a great example saying that using her healing and using her voice and using her clarity that she got through the healing that we worked on together, she's got her label. She now feels safe. And here's the last point I want to say about this that I didn't say at the beginning because I didn't want it to get all mixed up. For some of you listening to me, that 0.5, because I said nine and a half times out of 10, so that half time that I miss, for some of you, it really is okay. Maybe you are the one who is being avoidant right now. Maybe it's not that you're avoiding, you're actually being very healthy and you know that at this point in your life, you can't really give that much to anyone. And so by definition, that makes you avoidant, but like you're actually just being very aware that like you are, you are focused on taking care of your mom who's sick or um, focus on taking care of your son who's having um, behavior issues at school. Or maybe, you know, right now in your healing journey, like having a romantic partner will just take you completely off path. So you really don't have anything to give. Right. And so if it is actually mutual for both of you and neither one person is like, okay, well, let me just minimize what I want to be with this person, then go forth. As I've said in this podcast before, the decisions that we make are neutral. There's no right or wrong decision is only determined is only good or bad based on whether or not you have chose them. You, not your trauma response, not someone outside of you has told you what they're going to give you and you accepted to take it, but you have evaluated everything that you need inside of you and you've chosen it. So that is that on that. (laughs) So hopefully this was helpful. Um, like I said, this is coming out the Tuesday before Valentine's day. So some of y'all, I just dropped a bomb on you, but that's okay because I don't want you to be in this position next Valentine's day. I want you to figure out what you want. If you don't know what you want, you need to be in the recovery school. If you know what you want, but you're afraid to claim it, you need to be in the recovery school. If you're in a healthy relationship and you are having other ways that is you're struggling to own what you want and to say what you want. You need to be in the recovery school. Um, and you can join me by going to the recovery school. No, well, actually you can, you can go to the recovery school.com. I was trying to wait until I was sure that the doors would be open, but, um, you can also go to blackgirlsheal.org slash school. And either one of those links will take you either to, um, the wait list or to, um, the actual website when the doors are open. So, That is it for now. I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram if you are listening to this podcast episode and if it has helped you at all, I want you to share this with three of your friends that need to hear it um, and just plant some seeds in their hearts. Um, If you're listening, girl, I've been there. Um, Wasted many of some time on some people who did not deserve me because I had a deeper wound and I don't want you to experience that. And I've also spent, um, I had to unlearn some things in my marriage with my wonderful husband 
to help me get closer to him as well. Um, so these are things I want to help you with. So join me there. You can find me on Instagram at Black Rose Hill. That's it for now. Y'all take care of yourselves. I'm sending each of you love. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 